right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 300. We've done it. It feels good. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. Before we get on the show, I want to invite you all... Subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. As always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends and be sure you leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. As a reminder, we are a video podcast as well, so you can watch the show if you prefer over at our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to that. For new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support our show at a $1 level. The Patreon tier is called the one and only $1 Club. Head over to www.patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. To become a $1 patron, get a free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail, and a shout-out on our show. Jake, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm a little bit sore. I I don't know. My I played hockey over the weekend, or last night, which is fine. Um, but my workout schedule has aligned itself so that no matter what day I play hockey, um, I either end up working out the same day that I play hockey or the next morning. And so sometimes it, uh, takes a little bit more of a toll on me than others. Sorry. I'm like tearing apart a fucking, you know, those, you know, those, uh, those, um, those like I don't know if you can see in the video. It's like a fucking like rings from like a six pack. Yeah, the plastic, plastic rings of fish rings. get caught in. Do you tear them apart? Because like, I don't I, ever buy anything. Honestly, has them. I honestly don't believe that that ever happens. I think it's like fucking folklore. No, it definitely fucking happens. But like, but like something something inside of me is like, but maybe like. I don't want like a baby fucking seal or something or or even a fish, dude. Or like, what if like a? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about fish. Fuck fish. What if your favorite but animal, like, the deer, starts running through some sort of ocean and it gets its 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 uh, hoof caught in one of those and falls, dude? And the shark eats it. If deer were if deer were susceptible to being killed by these plastic six pack <laughs> things, I would drink nothing but six packs <laughs> and just string these things all Come over the property. That's um, funny. Kind of. I, yes. Deer are rodents. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. I I, uh, I don't know. Did you have anything in, in the show to talk about, like, 300 episodes or whatever? Because, like, I yeah. was... Um, Not in the show itself, but I have, I have a... An idea of where I want to take it, the the celebratory speech spiel. Okay, well, then I'll let you, I'll let you handle that. I, so, yeah, I, I'm... Uh, Fine. It, it got fucking cold today for the first yeah, day. Yeah, it did. This year. So I was pretty shocked. I went to work this morning, went out to the car, uh, didn't have a jacket on, felt okay. Um, went out to my car at the one work was over and was like, holy fuck, it's like 40 degrees out. So super pumped that that's happening. Yes, sir. Um, other than that, doing okay. Good. 
I have two... Well, the one thing I'll talk about that's hilarious will be later when we talk about games that we're playing. And I thought there was something else I wanted to bring up on the show. Uh, Halloween has come and gone. Trick or treat in my my county, in my city. Um, I, I did a great Michael Myers. It was fun. Uh, we don't need to go into that because we have to talk about episode 300 here. This is it's monumental. All day I've been thinking about it. Up until today, it didn't really dawn on me. And we are a Wednesday podcast. We come out every Wednesday. If you don't know, now you do. And uh, if you did... Um, and you're like, well, what if I want to hear it earlier? The trick is is to subscribe on Patreon, and typically we offer early episodes to our patrons. Um, usually the podcast will be available Monday. We are, in fact, recording this on a Monday, though. However, oh boy, Rivers Cuomo's in the I house. Found, so I found these. That's what I was just looking for. They were sitting on my desk. Mm. These are the same glasses that I wore for the Halloween episode we did where we dressed up as Wayne and Garth. Oh, that's awesome. From Wayne's World. So I found these glasses. It's literally just like their sunglasses that I just took the the lenses out of. Yeah. So it just looks like the the, the Garth nerd glasses. glasses. Yeah, but uh, love it. Yeah, that was a that was a fun episode. Jeez, yeah. Um, but I thought there was something else I was going to talk about on the podcast. Uh, it's a moot point. I will talk about the one thing about games we're playing. But Jake. I wanted to do. Uh, we've been asking for a couple of weeks now, our listeners. Like, what should we do on episode three? Should we do it live? Should we do? Should, what should we do? A recap of our favorite episodes? Should we do whatever? And and I I want to go a step deeper and a step a little more personal with about this podcast. And you can take it whatever direction you want. After I I haven't even I don't have nothing written down. Um, but uh, the title of this show I wanted to title it. Uh, Instead of I am Sparta, I am PSTIA, and then uh, have it be because it's 300, you know, and then salute, we did it. The line is, This is Sparta. <laughs> well, so you know. This is PSTIA, <laughs> is what I'll title it. But you get the drift. <laughs> this, let me refix it. This is PSTIA. <laughs> salute, we did it. Um, that, that goes to show. But, but where I was going with this, man, was like, you start thinking about, you start thinking about how long ago you and I started doing this, right? Dude, it's been 10 years for sure. And I don't know how many listeners we've we've actually kept from day one. Probably zero because no podcast really has a listener base on day one. But if we have some really old school listeners out there listening, thank you. I don't I don't presume that we do. And that's just as much our fault as it is anybody else's. Um, we took a big hiatus in this podcast. But the one thing that we did, which is actually surprising looking back, man, is that we came back to this thing. And it's it's weird because we successfully let it go for a while. And there have been times, even recently, where I've been like, fuck, man, I got to go record the podcast. Like my initial thought usually every week is now I got to fucking go do this thing. But like I'm, I've got a lot of irons and a lot of fires. You guys know I do music. You guys know uh, I work a full time job. I've got a house to hold down. Uh, we're always practicing. I do board game nights. Uh, lots of things. I've got two bands, you know, releasing a record right now with One of By Land. I'm doing all the music video edits. Uh, I'm a very busy person, Jake. I don't have a lot of free time. You have your hobbies also. I mean, and then I started thinking about, you know, why do I feel that way? And I think I'm just, I'm just busy. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. So I think that... Um, that's on me. That's not on the show. But so uh, that being said, I started thinking more. I was like, man, you know, we've been doing this a long ass time. 
And then I went backwards and I started thinking about what would be a good conversation? What would be something kind of poignant to, to say on this episode that would mean something? And I know the, you know, it's an art, it's an arbitrary thing. It's episode 300. Is it? I don't know. We had a couple, you know, episodes that were prelude episodes or part episodes where we didn't get to record a full episode, but we wanted to say something. So this is episode 300 for us. But in actuality, we may have a couple more if you count actual releases. But that aside, man, I guess to bring it bring it around is I started thinking like what why have we been doing this so long and like what does not even PS this is awesome mean to me but at the same part like what does PlayStation mean to me you know and like why why are we doing this. And it's interesting. And then, you know, maybe being the artsy-fartsy person or the writer that I am, I start thinking about, you know, this in, this non-living thing that we keep coming back to. You know, we've been gamers for a long time. And, you know, when we're dead and gone, gaming probably is still going to be out there, which is cool. And it was there before, well, I don't know if it was there before... I came to 81, yeah, 70s, yeah, it definitely was around. But like, so you think about it, and then you're just like, wow. Number one, it's really cool to contribute somewhat to the community. And number 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 two, Jake, it's really cool to have a friend like you on the show to be able to do this with. You know what I mean? I often wonder, like, man, what if, what if Jake gets in a freak accident or something and dies? Or he gets in a hockey accident, gets his throat slit and dies, which just happened over the weekend to a hockey player. Uh, RIP, it's really sad. Um, but then I'm like, well, what if something happened to me? Would Jake continue the show? And I'm like, man, I I don't know. But the, I started thinking more and more and more about the show. And I know it's just episode 300. But then I started thinking like, man, think about all the things that have happened in both your life and my life since we started the show to where we're at now. So this show has been like some sort of, I don't know. To, to me, PlayStation and this show... So instead of celebrating like the show itself or our accomplishments as a podcast, I thought it'd be nice to kind of put an emphasis on what PlayStation has been to us over the years. And by that, man, I just mean it's like it's been a fence to lean on over the years. It's been a, a silent friend, you know, in the evening when we're trying to cool down at night. It's been, you know, like like a, a, an old standby that's always been around. And it's kind of interesting in that regard to me. And uh, it's been a way to escape everyday stress. And it's been a way to kind of, uh, you know, it's been a portal into these different distant lands and stuff. And, and like, it's it's been special in that regard. I mean, uh, I met my wife, I think, just before, if not, we'd already been doing the podcast. You know, we've been married for many years now. Uh, we I've had two, three apartments. I, one of my land had started. I've released three albums during the time that we've had this podcast running three three rock albums a split ep the god-fearing boy and and the fred oakman solo album and we've managed to keep just the fucking wheels trucking on this thing even if we've taken like a sabbatical and you start thinking about the just the stretch of uh time that we've been doing this and it's like wow it's really incredible you know what i mean like I, like I said, got married. We bought a house. 
Uh, I've seen major changes in my career. I started a new job that was a big deal to me in my life. And I've gotten three promotions. And we've kept the show pumping, man. And uh, it's always kind of been this weird backbone, this, this, this nugget of friendship for you and I. And I'm happy to keep doing the thing. You know what I mean? And it's just so interesting to think about how much time passes. And uh, I guess you don't. I think I might be losing your the connection here, which kind of sucks. Um, but uh, it's just interesting. Oh, man, if I lost you, that's going to suck. Oh, my gosh, of course. I'm losing you, and then you're coming back in. But anyways, well, I guess where I was going, man, I don't know how much of that you heard. But like, it's, it's, it's incredible to think that we've done 300 episodes of this show to a very small audience. And I think it's, it's less about the nugget of maybe – being able to be successful as a podcast and being, we're never going to be able to survive off this thing. We, we barely make $5 a month, you know, truth be told, we barely do. Um, but it's, it's more about the community. It's more about us being able to spend some time together outside of the bullshit that work is outside the bullshit of life, outside of the, the trouble, the wars that have happened, all the, the COVID shit. And, uh, I just think PlayStation super kind of important to me because it's always there. You know what I mean? I'm afforded that luxury to, to always dive into a video game. So that's all I wanted to say. And I guess if you have anything you'd like to add, you can. But I, I definitely want to thank the listeners for listening to the show. It's cool. Um, well, I literally heard nothing you've said for like the past 10 minutes. So basically, awesome. this podcast is weird because... It's one of those things where it's had its ups and downs. Like when we first started it, it was really exciting and it was just it was just full of enthusiasm mm. and not a whole lot of uh, coherence or skill, I guess. It was just like us rambling about video games. Yeah, right. And then it got to the point where I thought we were doing it. We were doing pretty good we had some listeners so we just had some technical difficulties jake was telling us uh his opinions about the podcast and how it's kind of been weird you know we started off pretty strong we're excited yada 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 and then we cut out jake you want to pick it up where we left off um yeah i was just saying that uh it was kind of strange because it got it got a little bit stale because we were trying to stick to this rigid formula and we were stick we were we were reporting every little fucking thing and um it wasn't whether we cared about it or not and it wasn't necessarily working um and i, I don't want to say it wasn't working so much as that it was just like we're just like oh yeah let's talk about the next fucking whatever game that's coming out that we don't care about or like this person right. got a promotion at this company and it's like okay, never heard whatever. of them before but we're talking or, about it or yeah. whatever yeah so like uh it i think it's it's gotten a lot um it's gotten a lot better when we since we've come back because because we're just talking about news points that have some relevance to what we care about and also we're spending a little bit more time talking about just like whatever, which I think is more fun uh, and, it, and it's more organic that way. But the one thing that I do 
I was listening to some of the like just for fun. I went back and listened to some snippets of like episode one, and then I listened to some snippets of episode one hundred. Because what I was thinking about doing was like, well, we could do. I want to like touch, like have some touchstones, like episode one, episode one hundred, and episode two hundred, kind of like what was going on at the time and sort of what we were talking about. Mm. Um, I couldn't find episode 200 because it's not <laughs> on YouTube and it's not on the, the Tumblr website. Weird. So you'd have to like, I don't have iTunes or anything. You'd have to go to like archive.org. So, so I'd have to try and find, I think this was after that. Cause we only use that for Tumblr, right? I don't know, man. So, uh, cause Tumblr goes up to like one ninety three i think mm. um i don't know what 200 but, uh, was, yeah i don't know so i think we just probably talked about stuff from previous episodes but the thing that i noticed but at least as far as episode one and episode 100 goes is that it really makes i mean and we're just what's going on today is just kind of proof of it in a little ways like i think it makes a big difference being in the same place as the person that you're talking to mm. like i i i'm gonna be 100 percent transparent like if we couldn't do this remotely the podcast wouldn't happen right it's like i just i can't fucking be driving a half an hour to meadville to record a fucking playstation show right once a week um so because i don't live in town anymore it was easier when i lived in town i was only you know five minutes from fred or whatever but now that I live 35 minutes from Fred, it's not really conducive to that type of thing. So, um, not to mention everything else that's going on, but I think that it does, it's just the dynamic is different. The thing that I thought was kind of interesting was we were talking about in the very first episode, we were talking about like, uh, I was talking about making a level in little big planet two. That's amazing. Cause I had never done it before. I was making a level in little big planet two and how I made like this big figure that like would talk and stuff. And it was meant to be like a figure of you. And then there was like a, there was like this big guitar where you would like jump over the strings and it would make noise <laughs> and you could like ride a microphone and it would launch you across the map. And I was just like listening to this podcast thinking about like, how far just gaming has come right. since we started. Because I, I don't have a concrete date on that first episode, but it was sometime in like mid, early, like late 2012 or early 2013 was when we started that. Because it was before The Last of Us. Yeah. So, um, and we we were doing it at my house, and I bought my house in... 2012 so it had to have been probably late 2012 early 2013 and uh there was no ps4 like we were still talking about playing ps3 games right. and and all that and then so fast forward to episode 100 and that was where we had that so just actually just uh to rewind just a minute um, episode one, I was thinking about the, and I kind of wish that there was some way that we could put it in, in this podcast is kind of like to show the listeners that didn't go back that far. The original theme song <laughs> from 
from way back when. I, I remember we were getting ready to record this podcast. It was either right before we recorded it or right after we finished before we posted it. And I don't remember what happened, but something along the lines of like, oh, we need a theme song mm. and and for whatever reason, I don't remember if you were just like, just fucking record something real quick or whatever. Yeah, and so know. like I just went down in my basement and just like picked up a guitar and just started fucking off and like in a couple hours just recorded this like wrote and recorded this this theme song and it's like this like fifties kinda doo-wop or rock and fifties rock and roll mm-hmm. kinda just like jingle. Um that's just me saying PS this is awesome over and over <laughs> again in like different mannerisms. And at the very end of it, there is a the PlayStation three beep yeah. from whenever you turn the PS three on. And I remember I, I took my laptop at the time up into my living room and put a microphone like right up to my PS three yeah. and actually recorded it myself because like I don't I mean, I'm sure there's like a sample somewhere of that fucking sound, but like I I don't know. So like yeah. I just did it and so it's like this kind of shitty recording, but at the same time, um it's kind of cool in that it's just like super organic and very original, even if it is a little bit rough. And then you fast forward to episode 100, and that was when we had this like big round table in my basement. Yeah. It was like, I think there was, it was me, you, Seth, Zach, Troy, Bryce, and Ted Giblin. And so, and Zach wasn't on. He was just there. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't on. He mic, didn't talk. But to everybody us. else was. He didn't know anything about gaming. And, he was just there. And I uh, and um, I was listening to some of it, and it was just pretty interesting. Talking, we were talking about like the Destiny beta yeah. for the original Destiny mm-hmm. on PS4, and. We were talking with your brother quite a bit about JRPGs and stuff, mm-hmm. and Troy was talking about how much he liked uh, Quake Two, which, <laughs> which is hasn't uh, changed. How much he was playing it, which is wild because just recently he was talking about how like the Quake Two remaster came out, and he was just playing the crap. He out couldn't of wait that. to get it and play it. Yeah. So, uh, so it it's wild to just think about. Um, first of all, like I couldn't even imagine doing something like that remotely. Like if you're going to have that many people, five, six people, uh, but there's just like what I was saying earlier about like what I kind of miss about doing it in person is that there's just like, there's no latency in the conversation at all. Like there's direct feedback back and forth. The, the audio is just inherently so much better. Yeah. Like, that's just something that sticks out to me immediately. I mean, obviously, like, whenever you listen to the podcast now, Fred's audio is really good because he's recording direct. But I just have such a good is, voice. But Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But mine's, <laughs> uh, mine's um, you know, compressed because it's it's even though it's as good as it can get over, over like, a streaming service, we're not using – some we're not recording like our own audio so it's it's still going through discord which discord has great uh, sounding audio like 
I'm actually shocked a lot of times whenever I listen or watch our episodes, just like looking at some of it and thinking like, wow, it actually sounds really good for being over Discord or, you know, because, you know, like think about Skype audio or something. It sounds like shit. Yeah. So it does sound pretty, it's pretty impressive. But uh, it's just not the same as recording it in person. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, we took like two years off. But like the thing that was interesting about episode 102 is that we were both talking about uh, planning our weddings yeah, that's because crazy. neither of us were married yet. And so just to put some perspective on this episode one, just to give you an idea of like our hiatus and what it meant to the podcast is episode 100 Fred and I weren't even uh neither of us had gotten married to our significant others yet and Sarah and I have been married for almost eight and a half years at this point so that that means that between episode 100 and episode 300 it's been eight years, eight years, probably, or a little bit more, maybe nine years because mm-hmm. we weren't married yet at the time. So that's crazy because uh, episode you think about if you do an episode a week, there's 52 weeks in a year, roughly 100 episodes a year. It's kind of what it boils down to 100, whatever, 104 um, or sorry. Two years, 100 and some we get you 104 right. episodes, right? So. So in two years, we recorded 100 episodes, and then it took us nine years to record 200. Yeah. So there was not just a long hiatus of a year or two where we didn't do the podcast at all, but there was a significant period of time where we were only recording like once a month, like once right. every couple months. We held on. We would just kind of like, like drag before, it on. Be- yeah, before we did the hiatus, and we just kind of said, we just need to stop and then come back when we're, we we want to do it and to be clear like covid didn't have anything to do with this no. actually we were already back in the swing of things kind of by the time covid really took off so it was just like i had moved to a new house and like all this other shit was going on well you moved and, and it was it was the logistics of recording it now became a challenge because we had never done episodes online before like this right so the one benefit of covid was was a lot of podcasts moved to this format so like more information on how to do this was released right and we found a way to do it but well when we were doing we were doing uh you were coming over here well yeah i was like we were first we did it in my house then i was going over to your place when you had your studio set up and then we were doing uh, what was that service we used online for a little bit that we've talked about going back to? Zencaster. Uh, yeah, Zencaster, and it worked pretty good. But then, like, we wanted to do video and we and all that. So, like, it and not to mention Zencasters kind of sucks because you gotta you gotta like build everything manually. Like, you get the audio files and you've gotta kind of line everything up and do all that shit. And, and yeah, Zencaster does line it up for you, but you still have to do like all the editing and everything. And we were doing that for a while and it worked out really well. And the audio was great because Zencaster does a really great job about the audio. But I uh, then 
it really got to the point where you came up with the we wanted to do video and you came up with the ability for us to kind of do it all at one shot like because the only way that we're going to make it work is that it has to be convenient enough right and so you were able to build like a system on your uh with obs and everything on your machine that allowed everything to kind of just be just dropped right put in. put down on tape now yeah. obviously yeah so now obviously there's sometimes where stuff still needs edited like this episode when you got really bad tech or something like that but um i don't know i i think that uh overall this is a better format mm-hmm. um you know i i do i do kind of miss the days of getting together and and doing it though but it's it's just not really i think a lot of that is nostalgia though if you think about it right because like would it really be that exciting how exciting would it be if like if like i had to drive over there or you had to drive over here let's say i had to drive over there just because that's probably more likely what would happen and let's say it was like at the after work or like something else was going on or like you know your wife's trying to do something around the house or i'm cranky because i'm fucking tired you're tired now you're just like then we got so like, like I know that like that's not an excuse like I mean it's not an excuse well it's, it's a just, reason it doesn't have to be like uh, it doesn't have to be you know you don't you don't owe an excuse or a reason for that I mean the, the fact is that's what it would be you know and and I don't know what the listeners I, I mean this is fun don't get me wrong and you might have only caught the the beginning of what I was saying I, I think ultimately. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that we're doing it the way we're doing it, and I'm glad that the podcast is able to live this way. Um, but a lot of what I said, Jake, was that I just, you know, this podcast is, and I'm going to leave what I said in because I know it recorded it, but I know you didn't hear a lot of it. But ultimately, like this podcast has seen, you know, so many big changes in our lives. You know what I mean? Like you said, like we got married, you've bought in two houses. Well, you don't own two, but you you went through two home purchases. Um, yeah, he's not rolling in it, guys. Uh, well, maybe he is, but we won't tell you. Um, uh, and uh, you know, there have been wars fought and won and lost throughout the world. We've had pandemics. We've had. I've had a career, a big career uh, change. I've started one of by land. Like I was saying, I've released you know three records. With one up by land. Well, the third one's coming out soon, and then I did the flood record. You've joined a band with me in the meantime. Like we're in a real band now. Like so yeah. much shit has happened, man. Like a lot of like we have a dog. You have multiple dogs in your life. Uh, I mean, we've you know I've taken up three D printing, mini gaming. Uh, you know, we've had some really good successes. Uh, we've we've had some trivial failures in life, but like the one constant, dude, has been. You know, even though it hasn't been always constant, it's been, like I said earlier, it's been an old standby. It's always kind of been a fence to lean on has been PlayStation and this podcast, you know, and and ultimately, I think that, you know, uh, I like what it's become, you know, and even despite, even sometimes still, I'm like, God damn, I got to go fucking record the podcast. You know, I got to go write up some notes. It's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, and it's okay that it's a pain in the ass. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. 
It just means that it's a fucking pain in the ass. You know what I mean? But I love to do it still. Just like music and playing gigs. It's a pain in the ass sometimes. But I'm grateful for it. Um, You know, maybe it's just my way of looking at shit, dude. But like, you know, I'm grateful for so much of what PlayStation has given me. Like, you know, the late nights where I can't sleep. The the weekends uh, when I'm stressed out over work. And maybe, you know, Chelsea's on vacation or she's out of the house for a night and I got something that I can do something and uh, I don't want to play guitar. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do the menial shit that everybody else does. I can jump into PlayStation and like be teleported into like a world and just kind of veg out and have fun. It keeps us young. You know what I mean? Gaming has found a way into my heart and has kept me young. And I think it's important for the listeners and for us to be to remember how like you always say jake it, it's it's not a right to be able to game it's a privilege and and we have gotten ourselves in a, into situations where we can afford the latest gaming tech and we're able to do these things and it's and it's a hobby this podcast has become a labor of love which i truly believe but man i just you know i'm just grateful that we've made it to 300 and and i think that Looking back, like you said, I didn't go revisit the episodes or anything, but you're 100% right. It would be cool to be able to hang out once in a while. And we did that cool Final Fantasy thing. We went down to Pittsburgh. We got free tickets to watch them the, the Pittsburgh Philharmonic play the fucking Final Fantasy, whatever it was, or wherever the fuck that it was. Distant Worlds thing they did. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. We got free tickets to go to that. I mean, we did get one official game review once, and that was cool for a game called Haunt the House on Vita. Um Somehow I landed a game, uh, them to give us a free game. It was like a $5 game, but I was so stoked. But we quit doing that. Uh, we'll talk about whatever games we decide to play or whatever. But, dude, I'm grateful for our, our friendship and our relationship and the fact that you're still here and I'm still here and we're able to do this. You know what I mean? That's, I think that's the, the bread and butter of this whole thing is like, you know, this podcast, while I won't say is the glue to our friendship, it definitely is something we both have in common that none of our other friends have that we have, which is kind of cool, I think. We do this fucking thing weekly, and uh, we talk fucking shop, and, uh, you know, that's fun. But I don't know, man. I'll let you go on, but I just, uh, I was just, with with my little thing, with the, we're having internet connections, I was just kind of like, you know, instead of celebrating the show, just the show, but like, and our accomplishments, but like, you know, what has PlayStation meant to you, like, over the years? Like, it's always kind of been there, you know what I mean? It's always been silently sitting in the corner waiting to be turned on. It's power of my YouTube channel as I go to sleep every night. You know, Sony's sitting there and it's, you know, the VR experience, VR for the first time has been on a PlayStation. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me um, that it's, it's always kind of been somehow tethered to my existence in a weird way. Back to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Like, if I didn't have PlayStation. Uh, would I play somewhere else? Probably. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't think that I would quit gaming if PlayStation were to just up and disappear tomorrow. Um, but I definitely think that like my life, even though I don't game nearly as much as I used to be able to, I and quite frankly, it's difficult for me to even sit still that long anymore. Uh, my day-to-day just my general sort of routine would be vastly different like i start i start every single day playing video games sometimes that's all i get to do 
Like, I, this, actually, most days, the only video gaming I do is 30 minutes or an hour when I wake up in the morning before I yeah. go to work. That's the only time I get to play video games all day. And I feel bad for the listeners because they're probably like, he's been talking about fucking cyberpunk for a month and a half now. And it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. But, like, I only get to play games like five to ten hours a week it takes me a long time cyberpunk. to get through i wish you were talking about cyberpunk for a month and a half you're talking about whatever the fuck game you're playing i can't remember what it's called well i mean i'm just giving an example what is the game though every, that you've been playing the bethesda game well, starfield sorry go ahead starfield i couldn't yeah, remember i mean I, I, i've been playing spider-man now but I, I was playing starfield for a long time but it's like you know this is you know and, and obviously we don't need to dive into why we like this is the main reason why we lament the fact that games are so fucking long now like everything has to be so fucking long now because people don't want to spend money on games which is fine i mean everybody like if i was 15 this would be the greatest time to be alive playing video games. yeah dude but the fact is is that i'm 36 and Quite frankly, I, I don't have that much time to play games. Now, I'm hoping uh, I tend to have a lot more time to play games in the winter because I don't have nearly as much work to do uh, around the house. I mean, there's still stuff to do inside, but I don't have to worry about yard work and all this other junk. So I don't have as many outdoor activities, um, just basically hockey. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm excited to get back into get back into gaming uh a little bit more hopefully mm-hmm. and uh i'm glad to be doing it on playstation i don't know if i am gonna love like if let's say we make it to episode 600 yeah am i still gonna love playstation and where it's at i don't know i can't say especially with the you know the it seems like they're making they're shifting the live service and things like that you never know, like what's going to happen with these things. Who knows? Sony might not even be here in that mm-hmm. time. They'll be here by a time. Like if we record every week, that would be five more years, right? So, um, or six years, six years, six years. I'd be forty-eight. Six more years. Be forty-eight. So, Jesus, that's a fucking long ass time. And who knows what the what the world would hold at that point in time? But I would like to think that. Even then, when we're we're playing our video games, we're still going to be talking about uh, a Last of Us or a Cyberpunk. In six years, hell yeah, we will be a freaking uh, you know a Journey or a Skyrim or something like that. Like you know, and it's not just like whatever uh, the newest iteration of Fortnite is right. or. Whatever it is. So, um, I don't know. I, I have faith that the industry is going to stay good. So, I'm not super worried. I mean, you know, say, st- have a single player focus in some capacity. So, I don't, I don't know that that's really going to be too much of an issue. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of rambling at this All point. All right. Well, well, let's do this. Uh, did, you, did, you, did you come prepared? Did you bring a shot? With what? Did you bring a shot? Oh. I, I you got snuck something? upstairs. He's gonna camera. grab a bottle. He's gonna get right out of right out of it. All right, very good. So, a it, bottle of if you're a listener of the show vodka. and you're old enough to have one with us, drink responsibly. Don't do it in the car. Don't do you it while driving. You wait want. till you get home. But pause the episode now. Wait till you can sit back and uh, you know. Wait till you're sitting on the toilet. 
I want to I want to have somebody doing a shot while they're taking a Yes, dump. please. And I don't even know if this is even YouTube allowable. And it's it's non-alcoholic, just so you know. Um, What's that? This is non-alcoholic, just so you know. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> um, so, you know, for for the listeners and for, for our show, Jake, and for our friendship, to a show that may not mean much to a lot of people, but it means a lot to a few of us. And that's all that matters. Here's to 300 and 300 more. All right, Jacob. Salute, my friend. Very good. We've officially hit 300, and it feels good. And that's all the listeners. <laughs> He's like totally like having a moment over there. Um, well, I, I, uh, I, so I'm a whiskey drinker. Yeah. What was that? And it was peach vodka. Non-alcoholic, right? Yeah. Non-alcoholic peach vodka. And, uh, I, but all of the whiskey that I have, like I, I have a few whiskeys downstairs, but it's all stuff that like, I don't like, it's too expensive to just like do a random shot of it. Yes, so sir. I, <laughs> I, uh, uh, it's so funny, but I, I do have some stuff that's for mixing like gin and vodka and <laughs> Shut stuff. Up, and, uh, vodka. Jesus. I thought, Oh, peach, the peach vodka will be good. It won't because be it, as like, bad has some flavor to it. Yeah. But, uh, well, let's, I don't know. let's get on with the show. The timestamps are going to be f- screwed up guys. Um, we had technical difficulties at the beginning, which sucks. I'm going to save what I had to save because I feel like what I said came from the heart. So we're going to keep that in there, but it's going to screw up the timestamps. I don't even know I'm going to put the timestamps on this episode. It might just make you listen to the whole thing. But you uh, should listen to the whole thing. If they don't listen to the whole thing, then they're not real fans. That's true. Um, Jesus. All right. Well, so we celebrated episode 300 just now. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, that was a quick rehash on the podcast. What it means to us, what PlayStation means to us. And uh, we're going to move on with the episode. So uh, every episode we talk about games that we're playing. And, uh, Jake, I've been talking about... can't look at you seriously. Those glasses on. Dude, I look fly in these fucking glasses, man. Yeah. I you, might have to take up glasses. You should wear them when we play shows. People will be like, man, that guy's cool. Especially without the lenses. I'll put some tape around it and look like a total fucking idiot. Mm. All right. No Get comment. a Chiefs jersey. That'd be sick. I could dress up like one of the handsome brothers from Slapshot. God. Uh, <laughs> so, games we're playing. Uh, you're funny. Uh, let me think here. I finished Phantom Liberty and I sent you a text. Top five. Top five games on my list. Boom. Set it. It's so good. Top five games ever played, period. Uncharted. Are all you- the Uncharted's count as one. Last, All the Last of Us count as one. Witcher counts as one. That leaves two. I guess Cyberpunk's going to have to count as one. I don't know what the fifth would be. Dude, Cyberpunk. Everything on your everything on your list. Sometime we'll need to do. I'm sure we've done this in the past, but sometime we should like sit down and think about really like what our favorite games of all time are. Because I can't do that list. It's too hard. I when I say top five, to be, it doesn't have to be conclusive. I mean, your top five is going to change well, from day even to day. when I say top five, dude. I don't mean that it's. Maybe actually in my top five. It, but if you were to ask me right now, what one of my favorite games is, I would definitely say Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. One of my favorite games, yeah, for sure. I don't know where that where it goes in the echelon of games on my list, but it's fucking I great. Think it certainly helps. It certainly helps 
when you're just coming off of the experience. Dude. Dude, let me just say one funny thing that happened. And then I'll tell you the other game I'm playing, and then I want to hear what you're playing. But you're right. Um, the DLC for this game, sweet baby Jesus, is so good. It's no longer an illusion of choice in this game. The decisions you make, the game puts you in situations where you make decisions that affect who is in control of Dogtown, who survives of the NPCs, who dies, who your friends are, who your friends are not. And uh, it's no longer an illusion of choice, which is what came with the original Cyberpunk. Uh, The expansion with the DLC... I guess I should rephrase. Cyberpunk 2777 with the DLC Phantom Liberty is one of my favorite games. Um, in by the end of the game, you beat. I beat the DLC. It the way you play it potentially gives you a different way to beat the game, to end the whole fucking game. Mm. And I did this, and it's fucking sombering as. Oh, get out, dude. Like, the way this shit ends, I want to spoil it, but I'm not going to. But I played a female character, and I was just a fucking badass. I had, I was great with blades. I uh, was very fast. I could jump dash. I could dash. I was reflecting bullets. In fact, I reflected a bullet and headshotted somebody with the ricochet. And it's just head like fucking exploded. And then when I pull out my pistol, everything would go slow-mo, and I could do these slide shots and stuff. Hack people while I'm in the car. Dude, it was awesome. The The energy was so good in this game. At the very end of this game, without spoiling anything, there's a really sentimental moment, right? Where, like, I'm playing, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm like, I'm all in on this wrap-up, right? This this new ending to Cyberpunk. I'm like, like jaw on the floor can't believe this is how they're writing the ending for v i'm like this is insane and then this the camera cuts (laughs) the camera fucking cuts away because it's all first person and then it cuts away so you can see yourself in the middle of the city for some reason my character was buck-ass naked. So, like, I'm, like, getting, like, a little teary-eyed. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this with the story. And then the camera pans out, and it's just this naked, fucking bald-headed lady just standing in the middle of the street. <laughs> and people are just walking past her and, like, bumping her and shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? What is this? <laughs> I saved the video because it's one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. And they don't, you know, they don't, they don't hide nudity in the game. Um, it's just really jarring and confusing because that didn't line up with what was supposed to have been happening. I'm like, this is clearly a bug. This is clearly some sort of bug in the game that the last cutscene for the new thing, if you have certain stuff equipped or maybe you're using an outfit instead of individual uh, clothing, um, it just like, boom, it takes it off your character. And uh, it was fucking weird. And I'm like, wait, is this what they're trying to do? And I'm like, no, there's no fucking way. No way. So, yeah, it was really funny, dude. But, like, highly recommend the game, dude. It crashed three times on me. I have 60 new hours in this game. I couldn't stop fucking playing it. I want to go back and keep playing it. I want to max everything out. It's so good. Smooth as fucking butter. 
the crashes weren't super detrimental to my didn't lose a save or anything i just went right back in it was fine that out of the way if you are a cyberpunk 2077 skeptic i highly recommend that you get this fucking game and play it and uh get the dlc and do the dlc as soon as it comes up on your phone it holy shit it is good uh, that's all I gotta say, and and this is coming from someone who's pretty critical of fucking games. Uh, I'm pretty critical of story and and shit. I, I really really think that this game is under. It, it's not. It, it's not really. It's not being sold to the public as being like this masterpiece, which I think it is. Hundred uh, percent, I think it is. Um, outside of that, I bought and started Alan Wake two, and uh, I'm. This is still episodic, like the original Alan Wake, so I am two chapters in, starting chapter three, and uh, it's fucking creepy as shit. It's got Resident Evil vibes. Shoot me if you want, but I, uh, I'm playing it at 30 frames per second, and it is... I've played it both ways, but it is absolutely beautiful. This game looks so good. I can't even put the words. It's like, honestly, as pretty as cyberpunk. Like, it's... I'm so excited for video games right now. Um, Alan Wake is good. The story's great so far. It's a little confusing, as it should be. It's a remedy. Uh, I, I don't know that I know what's going on, but it's good. And my initial impressions of Alan Wake 2 is I can't wait to just jump right back in and play it um i have if you've seen any trailers i'm in an area it's kind of open sandbox kind of uh closed sandbox maybe the the chapters so it's not full open world like you would think use a vehicle to travel to different points uh sam lake is in it which is it's just so weird to see him in video games. He's like the detect. He's one of the detectives, right? He plays. Yeah, he plays Casey, uh, Alex Casey, who is. <laughs> they haven't made it clear yet, but in the original Alan Wake, Alan Wake is famous because he's a writer for a detective series, and the detective's name's Alex Casey. So Sam Lake plays Alex Casey in Alan Wake Two, but. Alex Casey's constantly making comments. Yeah, I know. I've got the same fucking name. I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? It's like just a coincidence. So like they start fucking with your head. You're like, I think maybe you are the guy. But it's it's cool. It's a minor spoiler. Sorry, guys. Uh, but it's not really a spoiler at all because um, in the trailer. But there's a there's a sandbox level where you're in it, where you're in a city. And uh I am just fucking gobstopped over this game. How pretty it looks. It's it's so fucking good. Um it's I surprisingly it got a ten out of ten on IGN. Um I think that's one of the highest scores it's gotten. Um but I, I haven't played it enough to give it any kind of initial like you guys need to play it or whatever, but for the price point I'm really impressed with everything. I will say this, coming out of <laughs> believe it or not. Coming out of Phantom Liberty uh, DLC, I truly think that the acting is better in Phantom Liberty um, than this game, and it's and it's Might strikingly be. noticeable. 
to me. I mean, they're still good in both. Don't get me wrong. It's not fucking bad at all in Alan Wake, but the, and I only mean the acting as far as the, um, the voice acting, the actual live, live action stuff in Alan Wake is really good. The voice acting just seems like it's, it needs to be sold just a little bit more to me. Um, but the environment makes up for that, and I just buy it. I buy it. It's good. It's all good. But the cyberpunk shit, holy fuck, man. Idris Alba, all these people, V's voice acting, the female V, so fucking good. Um, the the Ripper, who's it? Victor, the Ripper Doc, all his new lines. I actually would go as far to say in the DLC, Johnny Silverhand, Keanu Reeves, is the worst voice acting in that game. Um. He's not a voice actor. I mean, Keanu Reeves' voice is his voice. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, V. How many times do I have to tell you? These guys drink shit for breakfast. You know, just stupid shit like that. It's like there's no there's no heart in Johnny Silverhand. Maybe it's that way because... But back to Alan Wake, dude. It's fucking great. Alan Wake 2 is great. Um, I'm excited to hear about what you're playing. You said something about Spider-Man too, so if you want to just give us lay on us a little bit what you're feeling, that'd be great. Yeah, so I'm playing uh, Spider-Man Two. I stopped playing Starfield. This might I might have did this right before the last podcast. I don't remember, but um, and. I really like it. I mean, well, Spider-Man, it's you know it's not going to be bad. It's going to be good. Mm. Um, I guess people have been saying that they've seen a lot of bugs in the game. Mm. I I haven't really seen any bugs in the game other than one. The only bug that I can even remember is there was a time when I was playing it where there was zero ambient music at all or sound. Like when I would when I would walk around, I would still get like footsteps and like the, you know, like it would make noise when I would shoot my web shooters and stuff like that. But there was no like ambient city sound right going on. And then as soon as I would jump off of the building and start swinging, you would get like the the hero music would start playing, which is great. And then I would stop, and there'd be no city sound. And then I triggered a a. Uh, I think it was I triggered a like a cinematic or something, and then it was totally fine after that. But other than that, um, I really like it. the The story is kind of wild. the The symbiote, the Venom story, is pretty interesting. I, dude, I I remember even with the first Spider Man, especially for like the first two thirds or half or two thirds of the game, just struggling with the combat. Because they like it's not that it's bad. It's just I think that it's just something about like it's hard for me because they just dogpile enemies on you. Yeah, they do. And especially in this game, um, and and they give you like the ability to basically dodge anything you want because of the Spidey sense and all that junk. But like this game, they add these enemies that like they can grappling hook themselves up to the wall and then shoot like these freaking like uh just like a bunch of like arrows at you that explode and then they like zip they zip line around uh. so you gotta like try and chase them and tie them up before you kind of handle the other enemies then they did this one thing that 
I'm getting used to it, so it's not really bugging me too bad anymore. But I hate, and this is this is just me being a little bit of a baby. But I really don't like it when games force you to parry. Oh yeah, like I I think that especially someone like Spider Man who can fucking dodge and swing out of the way, like he shouldn't ever have to parry anything. He should just be able to dodge out of the way. But in this game, there are enemies that you cannot dodge the attacks. You have to parry them. And the indication for the parry prompt is the same color, just a slightly different shape than the standard Spidey Sense. So when they do that, it's a little bit difficult. Now, they do make it in the menus where you can go in and change the color of these things. So you can actually change the color of the parry prompt so that you like can differentiate it from like the regular dodge or attack or whatever. Yeah, that's um, good. The one thing that I do like about the, the menus is that they have, a, they have a dynamic or a, I think one of the Tomb Raider games did this where they have a detailed difficulty where you can actually go in and adjust the difficulty of the combat or you can adjust how much health they have versus how much damage you do. And, like, like you can really kind of tweak your difficulty. So if you're struggling with one particular aspect but you want everything else, like, the pu- like let's say you're struggling with the puzzles but you're really good at the combat, you can make the, the puzzles, like, a little bit easier. But you can make the combat, you know, the normal difficulty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that... I they do have puzzles in this. I don't know if you remember the first game had those like fucking yeah wasn't a fan or whatever. And me either. So I did. They they have other puzzles that are similar in this game. I did the first couple, but just like in the first game, you can literally just hit options, skip puzzle. It doesn't penalize you at all. It doesn't cost you a trophy or anything. And so I literally skip every fucking puzzle because it's like. It's cool that it's there for people that are into that sort of thing. And I can understand why some people might be interested in doing – because, like, the new puzzles especially are a little bit interesting. But, like, I just – I don't – I'm not playing Spider-Man to fucking, you know, create some genome in a lab. Like, it just – like, it doesn't really jive. I get it. Peter Parker's smart. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) the one last thing that I'll say is that, like – the game is really good. I'm really liking the story. It's the the one last thing that I'll say though is that it's really cool that you can change back and f- I don't have a solution for this, by the way. It's cool that you are playing as Miles and Peter, but I think it hurts the story. Because you do all this bouncing back and forth and it damages the pacing of the story. Mm. And like, and so it, like, I think what they should have done is they should have like stuck with, you should like stick with Peter for his story and then maybe switch to Miles for key elements and then possibly have. Miles Morales be fully playable as like extra content or DLC or uh, something like it, it could have been interesting for them to be like, you know, I, I get that they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to send Miles down the river as like this sort of sub 
subpar character. Yeah. You know, they, they want him to be, but this is very much Peter Parker's story. Miles Morales has a story as well, but it's, it's, it's way less important than what's going on with Peter and the symbiote. And, and I don't want to really get into too much of it because I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think that what they, what I really wish that they would have done is that maybe allow you to you utilize miles in some more of the open, more optional kind of parts of the game and maybe even as DLC or or fuck if they wanted to be really like out of the box maybe at the beginning of the game you could choose whether the main story was about Miles or fucking Peter like imagine if there was a story arc where Miles gets <coughs> wrapped up with the symbiote and how how that affects his relationship with like his mom and like everybody in Harlem and it, like like they could have almost done like branching stories yeah. where you choose whether like which character now the way that they wrote the story it kind of has to be Peter but like in and I don't know if there is ever any in the comic book comic book world any like uh, like like universe in which Miles is uh, with Venom or whatever but like I don't know. It doesn't in any way make the game bad. The game is still good. The story is still great. I I just think that the bouncing back and forth and then some of these missions that you have to do, like it seems like you when you jump over to Miles, it's like, oh, do this fucking like benign task for your neighborhood. And then like, oh, while that's going on, sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, benign to you i mean yeah i mean it's 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 citizens of new york city don't feel that way (laughs) like i think that it's very cool in like a in like a universe building standpoint but whenever they purposefully break you away from this crazy story with peter and the symbiote and what's going on in his life to have fucking you know Miles go get groceries that's not a thing by the way I'm just like making a point like it you could see what I mean by it. like it harms the pacing of the game sure sure like imagine you know, it's kind of like thinks me thinking about like you having this emotional moment in, in fucking cyberpunk and then like it zooms out and your character's just like standing in the street naked <sighs> it's like imagine it breaks the if, suspicion like, of disbelief uh, a little bit imagine uh, you know if I uh, if you're like, it's like, you're like halfway through the emotional moment, and then it cuts over to like an hour of you as Victor sweep sweeping up the Victor doc Victor the, or the, Ripper, the doc Ripper doc shop. shop. Yeah, like it's just like uh, okay, like, but you know, there's some cool dialogue in there, so it's very neat world building kind of thing or whatever. But it's like you 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 ripped me out of this thing that I was already kind of emotionally sort of charged up for yeah so i don't know i i I don't want to uh to go on too long but uh long roundabout way of saying i like it i'm about i don't know i'm about 15 hours or so into it i think i'm like 70 percent of the way through the main story So I should be, by next podcast, I should be done with the main story. Um, 
And then what remains to be seen is whether or not I'll see it through to the Platinum like I did Miles Morales and the first Spider-Man game. I'm kind of anxious to play Alan Wake, I'm not going to lie. But I know, according to what they say, it's a little bit of a longer game. So I kind of want to just get through Spider-Man. Dude, Alan Wake is crazy. It really boils down to whether or not Sarah wants to be involved with Alan Wake. Because if I'm playing that with her, I'm not going to want to play it by myself. So I don't know. Uh, I'll say this, which you don't see often in a game, and this is a spoiler, but it's not one that's going to ruin the game. I'm actually offering it as protection to you all. There's an option to turn off nudity in the game. If you do not, you will see a penis. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck yeah. It's awesome. I hope hope there's... There should be more... more I don't think I've ever seen a dick in a game. Until Alan Wake 2. You can, you can see dicks in, in, in Cyberpunk. And you can see... Oh, they do have them. Yeah, they flop around. And you can change the size of your dick if you want. There's dildos the size and all kinds movies. of things in Cyberpunk. You know, it, Which it, is why I think but it's I, top I, five I do, game. I do admit, this is, this is in a, a, a totally... Uh, from a totally heterosexual perspective. Like, we've seen a lot of boobs in games. Yeah. We, we, don't, we don't see any dongs. And... I think that, you know, for all the ladies out there, maybe they want to see a big fucking hog flopping around on the screen. And there's nothing better than a dead person's dong. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Dude, just a quick sidebar. A long time ago, when Sarah, before Sarah and I got married and I was visiting her in college, oh, she Jesus. went to school in Philadelphia. And there is a Remember, people the Philadelphia listening. Museum of Natural History. They had a, an Egypt exhibit, and we went to it because it, it's a big museum. So it was like a legit exhibit. They had all these mummies and shit. It was fucking awesome. But one of the most unsettling things about the entire experience was that there was a mummy there. And, you know, the mummy's all wrapped up in cloth or whatever. They independently wrapped the dong on the mummy. So it was like the arms and the legs were independently wrapped. And then the dong was just independently wrapped, like sticking out there. And I'm like, wow, this fucking mummy is hung. And it's just like, why is this a thing? I'm going to request that they like, can do you that imagine, for me. Can you imagine like these fucking Egyptian Upon my death, like, 1,500 years ago, being like 2,000, 3,000 years ago, being like, I guess I got to wrap this guy's dong because he's like the next closest thing to fucking Anubis or whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about Egypt. I just like, want them to do that when I die is mummify me and wrap my dong separate. <laughs> but like, give me a couple extra wraps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just give me a couple extra. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Maybe, maybe, maybe stick a little something in there and then wrap it, wrap it up. Yeah. So cut off my know. thumb and throw it in there or something. Just give it a little extra something. <laughs> <laughs> I won't know. Take, take that dong to the afterlife with you. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, we are not a podcast for children. Um, <laughs> let's get a listener feedback. If you want to write the show, you can write us at psisawesome.gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on our YouTube channel. Or as we prefer, subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month and leave us a comment there. Otherwise, Big Box writes in on YouTube and he says a potentially difficult question. You two started PS This Is Awesome during the era of PlayStation single-player dominance. If, say, in a couple of years, you notice PlayStation has turned into a multiplayer-centric company and Xbox starts putting together year after year of great single-player offerings, could you see this impacting the podcast? Theoretically, what would need to happen for you two re... You to reassess. I almost read that. What did you have if you two reasses? It says reassess. Jesus. 
Wouldn't it happen if you t- for you two to reassess the focus of PSTIA? Great show as always. Thank you for writing in Big Box. We appreciate you still listening to the show. Um, I think ultimately, as I kind of just got, we kind of just got done saying on the the celeb- celebratory three hundred um, send off, dude. I think like for me, I. I think I'm going to go where the games are good, where I think the games are good. If, if for some reason Sony quit having shitty games on their platform, or started having shitty games on their platform, and I couldn't find anything that really drew me in, but I'm looking at these Xbox commercials or Switch or whatever, PC, and I'm seeing games that like more appealed to my liking, I'm going to be more prone to buy that system. That doesn't mean I'm going to quit on PlayStation, though. Uh, I don't think that it would have a potentially big effect on our podcast. Um, you know, I don't know that it would affect it outside of, you know, every once in a while, Jake will talk about Xbox games on the show. And I think that if there's a game that drew me hard enough to get an Xbox and try a single player game on Xbox or somewhere else, I, I would probably do so, especially if it was exclusive out there. And I'd probably come back from my reportings. Um, we probably wouldn't rebrand the show. It's always been PS is awesome. So it would always stay that. And, uh, you know, for us to reassess the focus, um, I don't even know where the focus would need to be. If we're not going to rebrand it, it's going to be hard to, to change the focus to just video games in general. But we've always kind of been that way anyways with just this huge focus on PlayStation. So we're going to focus on whatever games we're technically playing. But the news points are always probably going to be uh, PlayStation related. Jake? I, first of all, this is a huge hypothetical. Like, the world would have to cave in for this to be true. Because, I mean, their entire studio lineup is built around single-player games at the moment. Like, when he says a couple years, we're talking, like, five, ten years away. So, like, at that point, are we even still doing the podcast? I don't fucking know. I might be dead by then. But it's in a hypothetical scenario where everybody at Sony loses their fucking mind and Naughty Dog is making Fortnite clones and freaking Insomniac is making Match 3 puzzle games and freaking, you know, Sucker Punch is doing like, a, you know, like MOBAs. Right. And it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, then, yeah, I'll just play on Xbox, even though I think that for me personally, outside of the games, the Xbox user experience is inferior to PlayStation. I would argue that Xbox Live as a service is still better in terms of its in terms of its uh with especially with with Game Pass in terms of its value it's it's better than PlayStation. But like outside of the games cuz the games are fine, but the I just the controller and the UI of the system and every I just don't I don't like it. But I already play there occasionally. So it's not like it would be too much out of the realm of possibility to see the gradient between my time split on Xbox and split on PlayStation mm-hmm. kind of shift the other direction as the games go. Like you say, I'm going to play where the games are. And 
what would happen to the podcast if that's this case i don't know like if we find if 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 10 years from now or five years from now let's say we're still doing the podcast and every single news point is about like the latest fucking thingamajig skin for the newest freaking online whatever thing whatever yeah i don't know then it's roblox i don't i don't know that there's really going to be much for us to talk about there unless we really get into that kind of gaming, which is entirely possible. Things change. Um, but what will that mean to the podcast? There's going to be a PS This Is Awesome, uh, a, a podcast called PS This Is Awesome about fucking Xbox. <laughs> or or PC or a fucking Switch, like you said. Or maybe another console <laughs> that comes out with a console. Maybe PS This Is Awesome, previously a PlayStation podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I, I'm fortunate enough to have a PlayStation and an Xbox and a, a gaming PC. So I'm capable of bouncing around. And I get all of the user experience. And I still 100% prefer to play on playstation even though game pass is this amazing deal has all these great games on it like short of there being a game on there that i really don't feel like paying for i i would much rather play on on playstation oh you and me both they could they could sweeten the pot for me by letting me use my fucking dualshock 4 Mm -hmm. but uh I don't know. I I, I think that... uh, It's a nice question. It will be fine. I think we'll be fine. We're going to be just all right. Thanks for the question. Up next, we can talk about the news. Every episode, we go over some news points, and uh, we're going to probably go through these pretty quick. Um, First news point, and again, I'm not labeling... I'm not time-coding this episode at all. I'm not going through it. It's too late. It's already... We're already behind uh, schedule. Um, recording this on Monday night, but Modern Warfare Modern Warfare Three is rumored to be 140 gigabytes. Can we please get a campaign in online split? Finally, is my note. Uh, yeah, um, to be honest, the campaign probably is what's taking up the majority of this, uh, all the textures and stuff. But this is kind of being normal for new games. You know, that's a that's a lot of memory, Jake. That's a big that's a big download. It's a big game. When are we ever going to get these split? Wouldn't that yeah. be awesome? What would be great is if if this was the the this could be this could honestly be one of those uh, altruistic kind of things that Xbox could do with this platform because. I'll be honest with you. The one thing that does excite me about Xbox having Activision is that because I have Game Pass, now I can go back through and play all the fucking Call of Duty games campaigns with Game Pass if I want. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. But what would be dope is if, like, dude, I don't care if they fucking charge 40 or $50 for it. Right. But if they're like, hey, for 50 bucks, here's just the Call of Duty campaign on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. They, they make money doing that. You could sell a... I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know much about business. I'm kind of an idiot, but... I... I and I don't even necessarily know if I agree with you that most... Well, it could be that most of this is the single player, but 
there's just all like they have to have every asset for every map and fucking gun oh yeah pickup and weird skin and like literally everything forever in the vault and in perpetuity it all has to be there that's why these downloads are so big and modern warfare 3 gonna be 140 gigs just hold on to your britches, because this that, shit's only going to ramp up higher and higher. I, I get that SSD installed. I mean, I know that uh, I, every game, every major game that I've played recently has been over a hundred. Oh games. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, what what was out? Do you remember what Alan Wake Two was? No, I don't remember. I installed it from. Uh, I set the download up while I was at work on my on my break. I set up. Uh, the yeah. PlayStation app, and then he's got home and it's ready to play. I have no idea how many gigs it was. That's wild. Yeah, dude. Next news point. From Software has a plan to increase their studio size via a huge recruitment campaign with an Elden Ring expansion most likely nearing completion. What does the developer have to beef up for? So the rumor is Elden Ring is uh, not Elden Ring, but From Software is uh, gearing up to release. Uh, Work on some new product projects, and they're probably going to be Sony projects. I don't know if they are or not, but they're going to probably be on PlayStation. They're not. They're not first party. So, and then uh, there is an Elden Ring expansion that people are talking about, and they're saying that it's you know the fact that they're increasing their studio size only means that they're probably moving on to another. Another project. So, Jake, I don't know what you want to see from this company. I mean, we've got Armor Core from them. And uh, we've got the Elden Ring game. What, what was the other Borns? Is Bloodborne? Was it Bloodborne? Was it? Was that? So they did Bloodborne. Yeah. They did Demon Souls. They did Dark Souls. The they Souls like. Yes, that's what I was looking Sekiro, for. Uh Elden Ring, uh, Kingsfield, fucking Armored Core. Yeah, so it's cool they're increasing their studio size. I, I, From Software is one of those studios that I like their games, but I just can't play them. They're too fucking hard. They're too much of a skill commitment. Yeah, I, I find myself so often now. Because, like I mentioned earlier, I only get to play video games for half hour to an hour a day. Maybe on the weekends I get to play for a couple hours. And I don't necessarily always want to spend my entire – I don't want to have to spend all this extra time getting good, if that makes any sense. So that doesn't mean that I I play games on easy – a lot of times if I'm replaying a game, just like ripping through it to kind of get back through the story, like replaying Uncharted or something, I'll play it on easy just yep. because I really don't care about it. I just like want to experience the story again or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I'm playing a game for the first time, I'm always playing it on normal. Yeah, right. That's same. just kind of how I do it, right? And but Sometimes easy, dude. The From Software games, dude, normal is fucking hard as shit because they only have one difficulty. Hold on. I'm getting a delivery. Keep going. Um, so I, I'm excited for them to increase their studio size because maybe this means that they'll be able to split into 
two teams. I mean, maybe they already had two teams. I guess I don't know for sure. They had to have been working on uh, Armored Core a little bit while they were working on um, what was the the other game that they did. Oh, Elden Ring. So I could see From Software might be turning into one of these Insomniac-like teams where they might have three games in the pipeline where it's like, you know, Insomniac's got Miles Morales, then the next year it's Ratchet and Clank, then the next year it's fucking Spider-Man 2, then the next year it's going to be Wolverine. And now maybe Elder, or maybe From Software is going to be like, bam, Elden Ring 2, bam, fucking Dark Souls 4, bam, fucking uh, whatever, Armored Core 7, or maybe they remake something else, or maybe they do a new IP or whatever, Bloodborne 2, who the fuck knows. Um, so good for them. I mean, they, they're fucking loaded. Yeah, dude. They have, Elden uh, Ring was so successful. They're they're fucking loaded. And I think even even uh, Armored Core, even though it wasn't as big as, as Elden Ring, I think it probably did pretty well. People liked it. Yeah. They have their fan base and stuff, and they're kind of set up, man. But uh, I agree. I don't know what they're working on. I mean, I, it'd be cool if it was a new property. I don't really see a reason for them to go back. It's probably like a new fucking, I don't know, whatever, Bloodborne or something. Um, it'd be called Blood Souls. In an interview with GQ, Jake, Sam Lake, the director of Remedy Entertainment, who just recently released Alan Wake 2, already has his sights on the future, stating he wants to make a huge budget dark gothic fantasy game. And speaking of Alan Wake, Remedy has already outlined expansion content for the game to include some free DLC, but additionally... Two larger expansions at a cost. The first being Night Springs and the second being The Lake House. There's no release date yet for either. But if interested, they did go into detail what the expansions will include, as well as the free New Game Plus, which they indicate is a new take on New Game Plus, which is not out yet either. But that will be free DLC. I So, go ahead. Can I... Can I just comment on the fact that I watched a it was like IGN something for Sam Lake with Sam Lake or something where he was like explaining the story so far with Alan Wake and it was like fucking 20 minutes of him just talking about what happened and what's going on and the thing that I didn't realize is that like, I never played the extra episodes. Like, I don't know when you... Because you played Alan Wake Remastered. I don't know if you played the extra episodes or not. I did. But, um... You did? Um... But they had those, and then they had American Nightmare, which was not a part of the remastered game. And apparently those are, like... Like, scrapped scenarios from Alan Wake's story as he's trying to escape the Dark Place. Spoilers, I'm sorry. Um, no one knows what it's about anyways. It's fine. Keep going. But, uh, you know, Sam Lake's talking about this. But one of the things I didn't realize is that the... And I knew that there was, like, some Alan Wake stuff in Control... Yeah, but I thought it was just references. But apparently, the whole fucking expansion for Control is about Alan Wake, <clears throat> and I was just like, 
Oh man, kind of, but like, not really to me. I didn't like any of this. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's about it's He's, about Doctor Hartman and fucking like there's like the whole thing references Alan Wake. I mean, it's not like it's yeah okay maybe maybe Jesse is doing something <laughs> else or trying to solve whatever, right. but like there's all of this tie into how that that organization that she's a part of investigating um investigating the stuff that happens in bright falls and then he was talking about and i apologize like if you guys like i don't know if any of this is spoilers or not so please forgive me if it is but like there's this thing at the end where the that goes straight into the end of the game (laughs) i don't remember i don't no no no. i don't remember the group uh that 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 federal organization from control they're just called the bureau of control right so like apparently they get some message or something like that towards the end of this dlc where it's talking about the events like some events that happen in night springs but the date on the message is like years in the future Mm. and so i guess alan wake 2 is that future event and like the people that are investigating it like it's all fucking tied together and so like i you don't have to play control i know i know that you don't have to but it's one of those things where like i didn't realize how it was all tied together like he really wrote all of this stuff as one universe mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me. It's genius. Like I would love, I would love to see at some point like a really fucking deep dive on the story and how it's all connected. Dude, I absolutely like, I was, hated Control. I know you did, but I, I wonder if I would like it because a lot of the things that you complained about, I don't know if it would bug me so much. Yeah, but and, and I've heard really good things about it from other people, so. But I, it was nice to know that, like, what was cool, what I really liked about the um, the DLC mm. for Alan Wake was that it was – they were these – I don't want to say throwaway episodes, but they were, like, they were relevant to the story. But the way that the story is written, they don't matter, like, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But the listeners, if you haven't played the game, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. It is, it's, it's really... It's just fluff. Dude, the, Alan, the Alan Wake universe is so fucking interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's one of, the, one of the most interesting fucking universes that anyone has ever made in video games. I'm being completely honest about that. <laughs> like, you could talk about, like, yeah, in terms of just, like, a straight-up, pulpy action experience writing wise character wise everything uncharted everyone loves it you want to talk about just like grit heart fucking story you got red dead or the last of us like those games fucking kill it but when you want to talk about just straight up interesting Mm. and like like universes creative really just wonder what the fuck is going on and like but not in like a like, when I finished Alan Wake the last time I played it, I wasn't, like, 
what the fuck is going on in like a god they suck at telling stories kind of way but like this game is so wrapped up in itself and the story is so ambiguous in like an intelligent way that it's almost kind of cool that I don't know what the fuck's going on and that's really really a really fine line to walk narrative yeah they didn't hit it with control yeah I I think that the problem with control and this is coming from someone who hasn't played it just as like from anecdotal things that I've read is like that they put too much of the story in like notes and shit that you have to read and it's like, and there's like hours and hours and hours of this shit that you and just have to read on right. your fucking television. And it's and open like, world enough that they don't really, pun intended, they don't really control the order that you receive the notes. Right. So that just, it's like, here's a story. Like if someone handed you a book without page numbers and they took all the pages out and they just threw them at you and said, here's the story, figure it out. That's yeah. what control feels like. It's almost like they took what they did in Alan Wake, which was fucking cool with the story pages, mm-hmm. and they just took it too far. Yeah, they definitely took like, it way too far in control. Like in Alan Wake, you find this, these manuscript pages, and there are instances where it will actually spoil what's going to happen yeah. in the game. But like, it's vague enough that you don't really know what's going to happen, but you kind of like, when it happens, you're like, holy fuck, that was word for word, something that the I read. The buzz of the chainsaw growled yeah, in the yeah. middle of the night as the, as Alan, yeah, as it's, what it's it, like, whatever was chased It's cool, through. it's cool. So, yeah, it's cool. So I'm hoping that they like dial it back a little bit from Control to Alan Wake 2. I don't know if they have. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more confused in Alan Wake 2 than I was in Alan Wake 1. But, well, it doesn't help. It probably doesn't help that there's like two characters now, and you can play as both of them, and like you're all over the. It's not place bad. And- it, it's not bad. It, it it's cool actually, and uh, yeah, I I don't know though yet what's going on, but I, I will say that Sam Like is super ambitious, uh, you know, and, and Alan Wake is Sam Sam Like Alan. Did I say Sam Wake? I said Sam Like Sam Like is super ambitious. And I like the idea that they are releasing DLC for Alan Wake 2. I just uh, I just hope they don't get so brainy that like you can't understand what happens. You know, literally, and I've said it a thousand times, you watch my takeaway video on our YouTube channel about Control 2 or Control. I I literally ended that game like you said, Jake, and I was just like I literally have no clue what happened. I hit the waypoints. I fought the bosses. I did the things. That's all I understand. So the story was just, I I mean, if that makes me an idiot, so be it. But I just think their delivery could have been better in control to explain the story better. And I hope that they've refined it for Alan Wake, too. I'm not far enough to be able to report on that yet. Um, next news point. The upcoming Marvel Wolverine game will be set in the same universe as Spider-Man 2. There you go. That was confirmed. The reason uh, this is kind of a spoiler, but it's not. Um, they were asked why Wolverine didn't make an appearance in Spider-Man 2. And they say that they wanted to leave Wolverine's story up to the Wolverine team. And they don't want to pre-write some stuff that has to make it make sense in the new game. So 
Yeah. They intentionally left Wolverine out of it for now, which is fine. You can definitely see maybe Spider-Man showing up in the Wolverine game, but I'm interested because the Spider-Man game is so Yeah, there's some heart-wrenching stuff and like there's some sh- there's some shit that goes down, but it's generally a very wholesome experience. Yeah. And the Wolverine game is supposed to be like rated M mature. That's the as vibe fucking we're Wolverine yeah. as a character is like just gutting people. And so I'm wondering how those two characters will interact with each other if they ever do. Like, can you imagine they're eventually the, the like the insomniac fucking video game hmm. Marvel universe where it's like, okay, they did they did Spider Man, they do Wolverine. Now let's say they do a fucking um I don't know, Captain America game and a freaking whatever. And let's say they do an Avengers or some like, not necessarily an Avengers, but like some more of like a, like a, like a, a Guardian supergroup kind of game where they bring some of these characters together from the different Insomniac mm-hmm. games. Uh, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a challenge. But if you think about like um, the movies, I guess they already did this. Cause think about like the X-Men movies. They weren't really that, um, they're relatively kid friendly. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're maybe PG thirteen or something like that. But then you think about a movie like Logan, which was fucking rated R, like a hard R, and he was just murdering people. And uh, coincidentally, Logan was probably like m- might be like my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, like it's really good. It I really mean, good. I, obviously, I love the original Iron Man and all that, but like the Logan movie where he's like fucking old is shit. Is just so good. Old man. Um, Logan. So I wonder how they're gonna how they're gonna like handle the interactions between these two characters if it ever does happen. Yeah, I don't know, man. Especially with Miles, it's like a fucking teenager. Unless he, like, grows up and it's, like, in the future or something. Or maybe, like... Dude, Wolverine's so weird, too, because he's so fucking old that, like, it could take place in the 40s. Because there's, like, a whole thing he's where he's like fighting that old. World War II. Dude, he... He's pretty old. I mean, because me of his healing old. ability, he's... Because of his healing ability, he can he can live a long time. So that's why, like, in Logan, it's, like, in the future. And, like, in, like, the first freaking glimpse you see of Wolverine is, like, in, like, the, you know, post-World War II or something like that. Like he, They need like, to do a Punisher. They could do a Punisher game. It'd be cool to see, like, would, would it, like, I'd almost, I'd almost, to be honest with you, imagine, like, a Naughty Dog Punisher game. <laughs> That'd be a dream come true. Where it just it pulls it like the heartstrings, no punches at all. Pulls the heartstrings, is violent shit, and uh, you're taking out bad guys. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Dude. Sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent on a, a short news point, but yeah, yeah I, I uh, I'm interested in Wolverine. I can't wait to see more of it. To be honest with you. Yeah. Former uh, Sony head uh, Sean Layden, Jake, in a recent pod podcast interview makes note that the importance of video game preservation is underrated. He's he's trying to say that, you know, let's not 
be short-sighted here. We need to find a way to preserve games. Wasn't he doing something with... Uh, what's that Chinese company? Didn't he get hired by Tencent. them? Tencent. Yeah. He was like a consultant. He's like He, he may still even be a consultant mm-hmm. for them. I don't know. But what's your take on the importance of video game preservation? I mean, going into... We're doing halfway through episode 300. If... If you had to rate the importance of preserving the history of video games, not how important it is, but how well of a job we've done as a community, not PS is awesome, but gamers in general, um, where would you rate it on a one to 10? I, I would say we're about a six. I would say that collectively, the uh, preservation of video games has been fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what angle Sean Layden is coming from, but, like, if you want to talk about, like, a centralized system of preservation, like the Library of Congress or something like that, then maybe, yeah, we should be doing more. But as far as, like, the the problem with this medium and the problem with media in, in the digital age in general is that all of this stuff is going to be inherently, uh, how do you want to say, um, fragile. Like, dude, tomorrow, uh, a fucking EMP could go off and destroy, like, literally half of all digital media. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, yeah. I think it's important that we preserve that stuff, but how many people are going to go out and freaking back up all of their data on tape or freaking, uh, you know, hard drives that are powered down or whatever to prevent from these catastrophes? And then if you even think about something like a hard drive or an SSD or something like that. You can't, like, put something on an SSD and then just stick it in a drawer for 100 years and expect it to still work. Right. Like, that's not how it happens. Like, that shit will eventually stop working. It's not like a, a record where it's literally carved into a piece of fucking vinyl. Mm. And that if that record lasted 10,000 years, as long as it didn't erode, it would still play. Because there's no, yeah. there's no mechanics, there's no technology to it it's literally like grooves in a in a well, another thing too that i think about and kind of to piggyback on what you're saying is like you know we have had different ways to preserve music right At the end of the day if all the recorded pieces of music get disintegrated they get they, they get gone they get made to disappear humans in real time can recreate that so that it can still be enjoyed. Video games, on the other hand, once their medium is gone, they're lost. You can't you can't assemble five guys, put them in front of a microphone, and have a video game come out for everyone to enjoy. You know what I mean? Like that's what's so tricky about it is like you can't recreate it uh, as it is. In in music, you can get close enough so that it's not really ever in threat. So like. You know, at first they had those little vinyl cylinders, those wax cylinders for music. They recorded them there. And then they, you know, eventually they moved the records 
A-tracks, tapes, CDs, digital, and uh, ultimately, music has survived all those mediums. And even if, even if we weren't cataloging and, and digitizing all this musical stuff, and everybody's fucking phone in their pocket could play it. It'd be like if, if your phone could play every single video game ever made, right? That's essentially what we've done. We've archived music in a way. Even if we hadn't archived, archived music, it is, while it's complex, it is not as complex as conjuring a video game out of thin air. There is something magic about music, but there's also something extremely time-consuming and magical about video games. And when you lose the ability to recreate them and play them, they are. They're lost. They're gone. So, but I mean, it requires hardware. So, like, I don't know how this works. They, they should maybe come up with a master encoding uh, system. You know what I mean? But I don't know how that would work. You almost need, like, one format to encode They need a way. They, they need a way to digitally back up this stuff in redundancy where the medium that it is backed up on is simple enough that it can be decoded by anything that came after the fucking nuclear war or whatever the hell is right. going to happen in the future. And, but is robust enough that you can literally stick it in a concrete box and bury it in the ground and it, it will survive a thousand years mm -hmm. like I, that like and there's just nothing in the digital age that can do that well speaking of, in terms of ignorance from my part of there maybe there is right but it's like i've got I, like i was cleaning out this room that i record in and i have i found in my closet i have literally i'm not even kidding eight hard drives in my closet mm. that I found that are just in various states of not working. And it's like, what do I do with these? It, the reason why they're in this closet is because they don't work. All the data that's on here, yeah, if I gave it to some fucking forensic data scientist, yeah, he could probably get on that hard drive, cobble together the broken sectors, and get get like you know, most of my data back out of it and all that kind of junk. But it's like the, but for the, the rest of us, it's just like, no, these hard drives are just fucking bad. Yeah. And now that data is gone. It's like digital pictures. Yeah. Like we don't print pictures out anymore. So I am honestly convinced that there's going to be a time in the next generation where there could theoretically be a scenario where someone has zero pictures of any of their family, zero pictures of anything that's gone on with them or whatever, because they fucking dropped their phone in the toilet and they didn't back anything up. You know what I mean? That could even happen right now. Yeah, it could. So, like, because when was the last time that you ever had film developed? Dude, it's been forever. I couldn't tell you the last time I had film developed. Is that a service they still offer at local? I think you can. Yeah, yeah, sure. It certainly is. I, I to be honest with you, the other day I was cleaning something and I found a old disposable camera oh. that was spent 
but I haven't had it developed. Oh, that's and fun. I'm thinking about I think about having it developed, but but it's it's obviously from when I was like in high school or college. Yeah. So like I'm like, does this have like some criminal shit on it or something? Is that like, why I should, it's not I should be worried about? <laughs> You're like, is this even mine? Like I don't even know if it's mine. Just uh, just turn it in and be like, hey, I found this. I don't even know what's on it, but I'd like to turn it in and develop it. If there's anything yeah. criminal on it, it's not mine. <laughs> it's just freaking hookers and meth. God. <laughs> dick pics yeah well i think those people at the film place have seen it all to be honest with yeah, you. yeah dude i'm sure they're um i don't know i i guess i haven't really said anything about game preservation it in <clears throat> i guess i'll say this it's important it's important and we need to try to do it but we need to come up with a way that we can do it in a fashion that's going to protect all of these digital games yeah because everything is digital now and this is coming from somebody who doesn't want physical shit. But even if you had physical shit, that doesn't mean that your CD or your DVD or your Blu-ray is going to fucking work in 50 years. All you got to do is sit it by a window and it's going to freaking destroy all the data on it. Dude, just find if a DVD player right long. now that's not Blu-ray. Yeah, so like I I don't know, man. This is a this is a wild. I don't know what we're even going to be able to do about it, but somebody smarter than me is going to have to figure it out. Yeah. All right. Moving onward. Uh, we're going to have to worry about preserving this game anytime soon because it's been delayed six times. It's not even out yet. Uh, it's called Skull and Bones, and uh, it is now targeting a release of first quarter 2024. There's nothing to be said about this. I could care less about this game. Uh, next news point. You good, Jake? Yeah, you can move on. Yeah. I don't care about it either. Eric Lempel indicated in an interview that the reason for the increase in PS Plus prices was to keep up with market conditions. In a different interview, Eric has asked about PSVR 2, which he indicates it's never going to be the only way people play games, but I'm happy that we're in it. There are great experiences to be had, and consumers really like it, but it's I don't know how this word, nascent? Nascent. Nascent business. I've never used that word before in my life. It's a nascent business for us. And the PSVR 2 isn't the core proposition for Sony. Who is this Eric Lempel guy? Because there's a lot of articles about this jabroni. And we know that uh, Jim Ryan is leaving. Eric Lempel seems to be the mouthpiece for Sony right now. Um, He is... Vice President and Head of Global Marketing. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, he looks the part. Uh, you know, he I... looks like a tool. <laughs> just like like most businessmen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 nobody has a problem. Well, I guess some people, I'm sure, have a problem with PlayStation Plus increasing their price. I personally don't have a problem with them increasing the price the problem i have is that they were just like like when they ripped the band-aid off they took the fucking hair and the skin and everything with it Mm. like it was just like straight up like a 30 to 40 percent fucking increase in price they could have been like hey just so you know we like i would have been more okay with it if they were like hey we have to get to this point because of market conditions and over the next 2 years we're going to have price increases here 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 and here and i think more people would have been okay with that 
But I think their strategy, like their thought process was just like, fuck it, let's just rip the bandaid off. Most people aren't even going to see this blog post. And then by the time they know what's happened, we've already charged their their up update for the next year at $140. Yeah, they're already in the tractor days. beam going off to Mars. Yeah. So like them. it's it's a little bit of a a little bit of a sneaky business play, I guess. Um maybe just not the most consumer friendly, but I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. things Everything is increasing in price. Why shouldn't fucking PlayStation Plus increase in price? And then Sony's involvement with PSVR two. They're saying it's not it's not their main their main thing. They're happy to be a part of the whole thing, but they you know. So n- nascent, just so if if you didn't know, means like it's it's a it's a it's a burgeoning thing. Like it's it's still new. Like it's not sure. It's not like a that would you make know, sense. This storied thing, like Nascent. regular gaming, is I wouldn't be guessed how to say that word. I'm an idiot. What was another word you taught me about? Uh, is about people who are castized, cast, 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 eunuch, castized. Cast, what's the word? Cast, castrated. Castrated. Yeah, I kept trying means. to say capsized, but it's ca- castrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what a eunuch fucking was. I've learned two words on this show. Uh, you know, humility will make us. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know what it does. Humility does something. It makes you fucking embarrassed. But it is what it is. Gladly wear it. I don't know what... Yeah, nascent. That's so weird. I'm going to click on define nascent. So Nascent. I will say... Just coming into existence, beginning to display signs of future potential. There you go. You were right, Jake. Spot on, as I predicted. Go ahead. What were you going to say? So, PSVR 2, I'm glad they're doing it. I think it's really fucking cool. I just I know that maybe this just isn't possible. I just wish it was easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's still one of these things where it's like I just if I'm going to sit down and play a game, I just want to fucking sit down and play a game. Like I don't want to get out the special chair in the middle of the living room and move my fucking coffee table and, you know, strap this thing to my head and feel like I had a workout for freaking an hour and then my eyes hurt and all this stuff. So it's getting there. The technology is definitely getting there. I think what I'm mostly interested in is how this technology is going to advance, especially with augmented reality and how it's going to affect just our everyday life, not necessarily just in gaming. I just think we need retinal implants. Just make, just be in the game. Just fucking jack in like the Matrix. Yeah, like in Cyberpunk. Just like beep, and their eyes turn like bright blue, and then we're just like in it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! That'd be fucking dope, dude. If that was possible, it would just be nothing but porn <laughs> forever. Not where I thought you were going. Like it would literally be power fantasies and fucking porn. Yeah. Nobody's getting on there and playing Tetris Effect. No, I mean, maybe some people would. But <laughs> if you're literally jacking yourself in full on. Easy. I don't know what you're saying there. <laughs> Pun intended. Next news point. <laughs> Pun intended. All right. In a different interview, I'll read that. Speaking of VR2, Jake, Arizona Sunshine 2 is coming this uh, de- December. Um, this you is the first one. 
Because I've heard it's good. No, I but I heard played. Arizona Sunshine 2 actually looks really good. So this game looks awesome. It's one of those shootery kind of zombie games. Um, might be worth checking out. It's too bad they couldn't. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to do it because it, you literally have to move a mountain to get me to hook up my VR. My brother actually has it right now, so I, don't, I can't really do much of anything. It's but. too bad they didn't release this in October for Halloween. It would have been cool. Yeah. And then lastly... Uh, two more news points. Media Molecules downsizing as is Sony's VASG, which is Visual Arts Service Group, who worked directly with first-party developers to help them tidy up games, shine up games. Both these companies have, are uh, letting some people leave. Um, never a good sign, but we knew Media Molecule was destined to uh, do something here, especially with Dreams coming to an end. Dude, they haven't done anything in fucking ten years, so... I mean, yeah, of course, they worked on Dreams, and I don't mean to minimize that, but they very clearly, whether it's their fault or Sony's fault or whoever's fault, it doesn't really matter, but very clearly the last 10 years of Media Molecule's existence has, for the most part, been squandered, at least from the outside perspective. So that doesn't surprise me at all. I don't know about the the visual art services group from my understanding is that they're mainly a support system for the other teams. So this could just be more of a house cleaning kind of measure. Um, but it always sucks that people lose their jobs or whatever. And I hope that everybody gets back on their feet. There's a pretty good, there's a pretty decent, uh, medium molecule I think is in the UK and I think there's a pretty decent, uh, game dev scene there. So hopefully most of those people can kind of land somewhere else. Move laterally, yeah, to somewhere else. Yeah, in the Visual Arts Service Group, dude, they uh, they help specifically with first-party developers. That's a Sony company. So interesting to see them downsize as well. But it's all just restructuring for what's up, what's in store, really. So I'm sh- – I don't know. I don't know much about it, but – just for the listeners, that happened. And then last news point, PlayStation head of internal productions, Connie Booth, has left Sony. I must be an absolute idiot because I have never heard of this person. I think she's like an OG. She's a big deal. Because she's in a pro- production role, she's not really a face of Sony. Right. So there's tons of executives that work within the PlayStation family that nobody knows anything about. And like super important people like Scott Rohde and stuff that where like people you maybe recognize the name, but you don't know who that is. And Connie Booth is one of those people. It's been at Sony for like fucking 20 or 30 years or something. And from what I've heard and read, it seems almost like she was fired or let go which is i think jaffe might have reported on david jaffe might have reported on this and it's like that's kind of weird like because i think that that might be speculation though i i don't know that that's been confirmed um, i don't know that it has either i mean sony is not going to come out and say anything but with jim ryan just leaving mm-hmm. and now connie booth leaving who's another big figurehead at sony figurehead might not be the right word but like is there something going on behind the scenes? And I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I, I guess we'll just have to see how it shakes out in the games, to be honest with you. 
because we're never going to know what the goings on are inside of the business side of Sony unless we get some like really juicy leaky shit. But so this is interesting. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at a GameSpot article about Connie Booth, and uh, it is initially a mystery. This was on October 27th, the GameSpot article, and it says. Booth hasn't yet commented on her exit from PlayStation. And David Jaffe, uh, the Twisted Metal guy, he's on a lot of podcasts and he talks a lot and he's got a YouTube channel. Um, He said that he was citing sources within PlayStation, context that he had, had reported to him that she was fired. And they quote Jaffe and they say she was fired... She was not let go. She didn't retire. She didn't quit. She was fired. And she apparently had uh, no notice of advance warning. It just kind of happened, is what Jaffe was saying. Hmm. Um, So it is interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but she has a lineage with Sony. So it's kind of sad they just let people go like that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the industry or the business. If I'm being completely honest, I can't even feign to pretend that I understand. I'm not connected. You know, we've never met any of these fucking people, Jake. Uh, we could just parrot what other people say in different podcasts and different channels. But I, in what the internet's reporting, I, I don't know anything about it. But if if the proof is there and she was just kind of let go without warning, that kind of sucks. You know, maybe Sony had their reasons. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Um, who am I to fucking know? You know? But she was important, and she's no longer there. Jake, anything else on that? Nope. It sucks for her. I hope that she either fades into blissful retirement or <laughs> finds herself working someplace more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years on a job, dude. It's time to fucking break out the uh, the flip-flops, head to the beach. All I will say is that I hope her fucking severance package was fucking huge. If she was there for 30 years. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a long time, dude. I can't even fathom. I'm thinking about my job right now. I got like 18 more years, possibly. Dude, I'm going to be dead by then. Yeah. It's a long time. I like how you agree with that. Yep. Yep. I'm be dead by then. Yep, it's a long time. Your fucking glasses, your <laughs> fake ass glasses. All right, uh, I love them. Uh, new games coming out. Uh, we talk about this every episode. New games coming out this week, October 31st. Jusant on PS5. Headbangers Rhythm Royale PS5, PS4. Plate Up on PS5. The Foglands on VR and regular. Um, that's PS5 and the Forest Cathedral on PS5. November 1st, we're getting this bed we made. What a fucking weird-ass title. If you took this literal, it would be like the stupidest game title in the world, but we know that's not what they mean, probably. November 2nd, Achilles Legends Untold on PS5, My Time at Sandrock on PS5, PS4, Phantom Blade Executioners on PS5, PS4, Robocop Rogue City, PS5, Mm. which is getting mixed responses right now. Star Ocean, The Second Story R, PS5, PS4, The Smurfs 2, The Prisoner of the Greenstone on PS5, PS4, The Talos Principle 2 on PS5, PS4, Thirsty Suitors, 
PS5, PS4, Vampire the Masquerade Justice on PS5. And the November 3rd, DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing, PS5, PS4, EA Sports WRC, PS5, Ebenezer and the Invisible World, PS5, PS4, Jumanji Wild Adventures on PS5, Rollercoast Tycoon Adventures Deluxe, PS5, PS4, The Silent Swan on PS5, and lastly, PlayStation uh, exclusive, I believe, Quantum Error on PS5. Which I've read somewhere that the team behind Quantum Air have already broke even on their game. And it's not even out yet. So, good on nice. them. That's all I got, dude. This has been episode 300 of PS This Is Awesome. It has been a rousing success, except for the intro, which I'm going to have to edit. Which is why there was no time codes on this video. If anybody wants to be a doll out there when this episode comes out and send us the time codes, I'll gladly upload them to the YouTube video. Uh, just let us know what part, what section started on, and I will put them up there. I'm not going to take the time to do it this episode because this was a celebration of our podcast, and I didn't want to be burdened with figuring the shit out tonight on a Monday. Episode airs every Wednesday for patrons. It will be there on Monday usually. It's not a promise, but it is something we typically try to make happen. This week is an exception. Jake, is there anything you would like to say before we close out this Paramount episode of 3,000. 300. Do you remember Headbangers Ball? Yeah, dude, with Matt Pinfield. It's fucking awesome. It was awesome. I miss those days. Where people actually give like, a shit remember, about bands? Yeah, me dude, too. Dude, I... And they used to... MTV... Was it, that was MTV, right? They used to yeah, dude. Um, release... Headbangers Ball, those compilation albums, and they were fucking awesome. I found some cool ass bands, like metal bands, on those Headbangers Ball albums that were just sick. And uh, yeah, I, I just that that Headbangers Rhythm Royale kind of made me think of that. Kind of threw me back into high school. Yes, sir. And, uh, love it. Otherwise. No, I got I got nothing to say. We've been on this podcast for like three hundred minutes. God, so, um, for three hundred episode, <laughs> we haven't been on it that long. That's like five hours. <laughs> I am gonna say what I'm gonna. I am gonna say what I'm gonna do for this episode, real quick, for the listeners, because I I'm pushing this new one of my land record. I am going for the YouTube channel. I'm gonna just splice in the video for our single walls at the end of this. So you can watch it and. Uh, for the listeners, it will just be the audio track. We used to feature music at the end of all our um, podcasts, but uh, it became kind of problematic. But it is what it is, man. It's my band. So uh, we're going to put on a song off of the new one of my land record. Uh, the song's going to be called Walls. I hope you enjoy it. And if you're on YouTube, check out the video. It's really fun. Jake, thank you for doing this with me, man. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate the podcast. And uh, I appreciate the listeners, and uh, I'm just a grateful son of a bitch. So thank you for doing it, everybody, making this thing work. Feel free to write us. We'll talk to you next episode. And uh, like Infamous, it takes two. And I was a teenage exoconalist. P.S. Yeah. This is awesome. This is awesome. You should wake up, baby.